Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, WrestleBuzz proudly brings to you the number one wrestling podcast in the world, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Good morning, bad news, Tom Canale. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. How's it going? A little light in here today. Where the hell is everybody? I was going to say, Tommy, listen, you're always a big presence on my computer screen, but you are the now equal screen share with me on this virtual Zoom there is no Nikki Noodles, not surprised. Yeah. And our very own Joseph Crush is at HorrorCon, I believe yeah. it is. Um, something, something in New Jersey with the horror movies, yeah. He's doing something in New Jersey with the horror movies. I mean, that, listen, he met the Night King, um, the first one. So I hope that he's, I hope he has his dragon glass on him for all you Game of Thrones fans out there, because otherwise, you don't beat the Night King any other way. So, Joey, yeah, you don't. be prepared. Um, yes. So everybody, it's just Tommy and I. All right. Tag team, the twosome, the Yankee boys. Yeah, okay. there you go. <laughs> the best podcasters on the show. So hang tight with us. We're going to take you through the show. We're going to have a little bit of fun. There's be a little back and forth fun banter with me and Tommy. But you know what? Less hot air in the room from Nikki Noodles. Don't got to hear Joey's belly aching. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Um, obviously, before we get started, of course, we have to mention our social media, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's great that you and I are talking, but if we have no one to talk to, what, what's the point, right? What's the point? So obviously you can find us on Twitter at WrestleBuzz with three Zs on Instagram at WrestleBuzz on TikTok, TikTok, excuse me, at WrestleBuzz. Sorry, carrying Cross. Um, podcast, right? We're talking. We hope mm-hmm. you listen. We're going to download us. Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review if you like it. If not, text Joey personally. Let him know that you are upset with the content and you want it to change. You can call him at area code 631. I'm just kidding. I can't give you the rest of the numbers. If you have his number, someone wants to share it, that's on you, not on me. Um, all jokes aside, listen, we love doing this. We do it every week. We enjoy this. We hope you enjoy it. If we are doing a good job, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It only helps with the algorithm. helps us get more to the top. When you start typing in the search bar wrestling, we come more to the top as a podcast option. So we do appreciate any support. And it's free, right? It doesn't cost you a single thing. Oops, just a matter of hitting a button. Um, Stitcher, Amazon, just ask your smart speaker, Alexa, play the latest, rest, the latest episode of the Wrestling Journal podcast. And she will. I mean, she's the only woman in the house that probably won't talk that talk bad back to you. So enjoy her. Um, yeah, listen, we can't keep the lights on without paying the sponsors. So nerd focus. We say it every week. We're going to continue to say it until it's adopted by everybody. It is the energy think drink that you've been missing all along. I woke up early this morning after working three jobs yesterday. I am exhausted. 
only way that got me through the morning and got me to today was with Nerd Focus. It is, it is everything you need in any drink and more. And as a thank you to our fans and listeners, use the code ND20 at checkout, order two or more, you get 20% off and free shipping. Tommy, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want to spend unnecessary money, right? Okay. Why? Why give the man your money? Exactly. You earn it. You yeah. earn it. You deserve it. And you also deserve to think, mm-hmm. to drink the think drink. Nerd focus, boys and girls. Um, and then also, of course, the paper champion. It is where fantasy wrestling is done right. I mean, the evolution of, of paper champion from what it was to where it is now. I mean, it's it's leaps and bounds just going to the moon, if I can steal a phrase from Cameron Grimes. Absolutely fantastic. Tommy, I cannot lie. I didn't check my scores this week because I kind of skimmed through SmackDown, but I have to think that I did okay. Right? If Drew McIntyre won, yeah, you know, I think I, I'm sure Jey Uso yeah. was there somewhere. Yeah. I did pretty good this week. I got 50 yeah. points. So I was happy Ooh, about it. Oh, that's yeah. a solid week. I mean, the guy in first got 115. I don't know how, how that's possible, man. Whatever, man. He think guy did awesome. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to have to check that out because I don't like getting that. Because, uh, I mean, if he got one something, that means if yeah. I didn't get a good score, I just dropped even further in second place and maybe even third. Yeah. Let's hope not. Um, but, yes, the paper champion, it's fantasy wrestling done right. And um, when the season does open up again, we encourage everyone and anyone to be a part of it. It's free to join. You win real prizes and you just you do something you love. Mm-hmm. Which is enjoy watching fantasy, enjoy watching wrestling, and have it be fantasy, right? You know, uh, Tommy, mm-hmm. we got some news this week, and I definitely would like you to take us through it. Keith Lee, after all this time, we've been asking, what happened to Keith Lee? Is it creative? Is he healthy? Is he hurt? What's going on? Tommy, can you tell tell us what what happened with Keith Lee? What did he say this week? Well, he uploaded a video from his YouTube page and. He knows, he knows everyone wanted to know, hey, where the hell was he for five months? And it came out, and it's pretty, pretty some scary stuff that he said that he contracted COVID-19, you know, shocking, back in January. And he was off for TV for three weeks. He came back for one match against Riddle in February. Then he says the next day he got a call that something was off with him, and they did more tests. And it turns out he had, like, inflammation of his heart, which, you know, I don't know if COVID led to that. I mean, it could have, who knows, but he just said that it got really bad that he was forbidden from training or doing any activity outside of just walking, which, you know, I mean, that's, when you think about all the stuff we do during the day, just walk, it's kind of scary. And he said there was a fear that if he did more, there was a chance he could have passed away. So, I mean, that's just, I mean, when you, he had shit like that, man, it's like, wow, that's really scary. So, I mean, we kind of feeling maybe something was he was hurt or whatever for five months because you know he came up with such you know I mean he wasn't his character took a hit up here obviously you know from NXT but he came up with such bravado or whatever and then to take him off TV for that long he knew something had to be up and he you know he finally let us know and I mean it just it sucks for him I mean I'm glad he pushed through it obviously he's back he's wrestling and everything but man what a scary time that must have been for him so wish him well and hope you know hope he does better now. Tommy, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, listen, as as a as Keith, as Keith Lee fans as we are at the podcast, you know, we're always afraid when one of our guys that we really like down at NXT gets called to the main roster because of how bad the storytelling is, right? And Tommy, you alluded to it before. He came up with a pretty big presence, right? The, the outfit was wrong, the tights yeah, were wrong, yeah, the music yeah. got the music got changed, the presentation yeah. wasn't there. Nope. He told us to stick with him. Okay, stick with it. Okay. Outfits got a little bit better. Music got better. Okay. Started winning some matches, started being in a potential for a title contention, mm-hmm. if we remember correctly, before he went away. Yeah. And then he went away pretty quietly with very little news. 
So our immediate and you know reaction is great. They have nothing for him to do on the storyline. How do you bring up something like this for Keith Lee with nothing for him to do? Now he comes out on YouTube and there's actually, if you guys want to go watch it, I believe it's on YouTube um, where you can actually watch his five or six minute video where Tom, like Tommy just alluded to before, he really goes into detail about what happened. And listen, I can say this and we're not going to turn anything to political here. That's not how we are at the channel. I've never had COVID. I'll put that out there right now. I don't know how it is to have it. Knock on wood, I never did. I know people who've had it who've been okay. I know people have had it and it's kicked their ass. One of our one of our best buddies, JD, um, was got it and he couldn't get rid of it for like two months. It was it was one of the worst times I'm sure in his and his family's life. So that that's how I can relate to COVID, right? Just because it, it it affected one of my own, um, one of our own. Excuse me, Tommy, one of our own. And to hear that Keith Lee went through this as bad as he did, that he was kept off TV, that he couldn't even work out. Not only that, and we're not doctors, but maybe this is what led to his heart condition that he went through yeah. it could have been right because we don't have enough science behind the fact that if he got covid is that the reason why i had the heart condition or did he have this underlying heart condition to begin with and covid just exasperated it exactly. we don't know yeah. either way really bad stuff yeah. but in a bright spot on a dark story he's back he's uh, you know here hopefully we can come up with a little bit more of an actual storyline and for him to actually do some stuff but health-wise let's put away actually wrestling let's look at the person who he is Thank God he's kind of recovered and he's moving forward because that's what we care about the most is their obviously well-being. So um, really scary time. Glad he told us what kind of went on. I feel a little bit better to hear he's on the other side of still recovering, but I'm sure he still has a lot to still keep doing to kind of get back to what he was. I mean, that set him back. Even an athlete like him, a, a big super athlete still probably set him back. So he's still probably recovering, but I'm happy to see him now a little bit more um, on TV than he was. So. Keithley, happy to have you back. Um, but on a lighter note, okay, we're going to shift to AEW, and we're going to shift to what I want to talk about right now, which is Dynamite. Chris Jericho took on, shout out to Wardlow, our boy Wardlow, <laughs> mm -hmm. in the fourth labor of Jericho match, Tommy. Okay. Wardlow's lost like maybe once or twice in his AEW career. So inevitably, we know the rematch is going to be Jericho MJF. We know it, that's how it's going to get to it. We knew mm -hmm. it. Right. But you also never know with AEW, right? They don't necessarily always play their storylines how we've seen storylines play out in WWE. You never know. Right. Okay. So, anyway, Jericho wins the match. Okay. He beats Warlow. And MJF then announces, like, okay, it's me and you. Not only is it me and you, no, no entrance music. Uh uh. You're going to come out in silence. This crowd that popped that brings you up is not going to be able to bring you up. And not only that, Judas Effect, banned. Now, Tommy, I'm mm -hmm. going to tell you this, in my opinion. I think the crowd is going to sing his music. Oh, absolutely. Sing it loud, okay? They're going to make up for not having his theme song go off, and they're going to, they're going to serenade him to the ring. They're going to give him the lift that he needs. Um, how do you feel about the new stipulations and that we're going to get MJF and Jericho the fifth labor this week on Dynamite? I mean, it's just typical of MJF, you know, I mean, with that one lady, you know, he can't come out to his entrance music. I mean, that's just perfect for his characters being like the total douche, you know, and everything like, oh, you're not coming out to that, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the whole using the Judas effect. I mean, Jericho's won titles with that, obviously. And he's been pretty, I don't think anyone's kicked out of that. If I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think anyone's kicked out of that since he started using that in AEW. So that should be pretty cool. I mean, obviously he has like the walls of Jericho and all that kind of stuff he can still use, but it should be, should be an exciting match. I mean, they've been building this for, 
since what springtime when the whole pinnacle in a circle yeah. started, and you said that you know there's going to take us through the summer and it has uh, tommy i told you it's going to be yeah. it's going to be the few that take us through the summer and buddy it's yeah. mid-august <laughs> so no it was so it should be a fun match and i think i really think mjf's going to come out of it i really do i mean unless some shenanigans happen which most likely will but i, I do think mjf comes out of it so it should be pretty cool to see interesting tommy i didn't think you were going to go that way to be quite honest you know, when I when I think about it, because MJF has the right now, I think it's two to two oh against Jericho, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I figured MJ, you know, I figured Jericho would have to get one back, but it could be interesting to see how it plays out if MJF gets one over on Jericho and then Jericho puts his career on the line mm. and is like, listen, you know what? I went through your labors, you beat me. If you can beat me one more time, I'm gone. Okay, that'd be cool. And maybe, and then maybe Jericho then at that point beats him then. So you know what? I like the way you're thinking because I think we can actually have a continued still storyline because I don't think anyone is rushing for this to be over. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all on board with this. It's sometimes, so yeah, sometimes when we watch WWE feuds, we're like, oh, when can this end? Yeah, yeah. I'm not rushing this one. This one feels good. Yeah. It's a nice pace. Yeah, it's fresh. Yeah, it's good. So, Tommy, I like where your head's at. And then I like that we actually could maybe get a career match. Because at that point, what would MJF want more if he beat, like you said, if he beat Jericho, right? What else could he want more from Jericho? Yeah. Besides for him to retire. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's the ultimate stipulation. So I like that. Listen, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Um, We got the debut of Rampage. Tommy, I got to say, I was over the moon. Okay. What made me fall in love with NXT back in the day before it became on network in two hours was it was a one hour show mm-hmm. dedicated to wrestling. Storylines were simple. They were clear. They were concise. You had action. Mm-hmm. You don't have time for filler bullshit. You watch the show. The show comes and goes and you want more and you can't wait for next week. I felt, in my opinion, Rampage gave me exactly that. I don't know. Before we get into actual Rampage itself and get into the actual, like, you know, what happened, Think of thinking about like kind of like how I put it, like Rampage being one hour, right? Mm-hmm. Different announced team, similar presentation, different announced team, shorter show. How did you feel about that at least? I mean, for the debut episode, I enjoyed it. I really did. The matches, like like you said, the whole presentation. I mean, I think the commentary should be short by one guy, but that's that's I think yeah, you know, I think four is too much. I agree I with think you. It's too much. I do think that I I think they should maybe, you know, maybe like obviously it's a test run and everything, they'll see maybe, you know. They'll get more, you know, feedback from it and everything. They'll see, you know, oh, maybe we got to join it. But, but like I said, for debut episode, I really didn't. I did I did enjoy it. So, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. But, I mean, hell of a match to start off, I'll tell you that. So Listen, get it, Tommy. Let's get into it, right? Christian Cage, Kenny Omega, right? Mm-hmm. You have your top guy versus um, an absolute reliable guy, household name. Everyone kind of knows Christian, right? Mm-hmm. They They have an hour on this show to work. And when I watched this match, I really kind of, I wanted to break this thing down because I'm like, you know what? This is interesting, right? You're putting, you're giving us like an alleged pay-per-view match on a rampage and you're giving us the best that you have with one of the best legends that we've had in recent history. I thought the pacing was great. Mm -hmm. I thought it worked. I thought they didn't make nothing feel short. I thought it worked really well. I thought the spots were good. I thought the finish was unpredictable. I didn't think it was going to happen. Tommy. Mm-hmm. And new yeah. impact heavyweight champion Christian Cage. He hasn't held the championship since 2001, I, I think, know. or 2007 or something like that. I forgot which. It's been a long time. Yeah. T- 
Tommy, I mean, the match itself, like, did you enjoy the match? Did you, like, did it give you that Kenny Omega, like, five-star match that he always alludes to, that he always gets from Dave Meltzer? Like, did you get that five-star feeling when you watched this match? I mean, yeah, I would say so. I mean, anytime, you know, Kenny Omega's in there, whoever's in there, if it's Jericho, um, you know, Cody, I mean, hopefully we see Adam Page in a few months or whatever. But, I mean, every time he's in there, he always freaking delivers for me, especially. I mean, like I said, I think right now he's definitely on top of his game with everything when it comes to, like, being, like, the douche heel and everything and just the champ, like, the, the collector, I think he called himself with all the belts. Well, now he's short a couple of them, but... um. Yeah, I mean, awesome man, and the finish. I mean, you can't you can't make that any better. I mean, the Bucks trying to get involved, of course, you know, help him out. The typical heel move, and then Christian gets one over on, gives him the unprettier on the on the, the chair. And Kenny was, sold that. He did money. sell that. I mean, yeah, so that was very cool to see. And I liked at the end, Jungle Boy and all of them came out to congratulate congratulate him. So that was pretty cool. It was a perfect way to like not have his title uh, his title win you know, kind of overshadowed by getting help from, you know, Jurassic Express. They were there, but they didn't get involved in the match, right? And and Christian used the chair that the Bucks gave to yeah. Kenny, yeah. right? And got rid of it. Hey, you put that in there. I'm going to put you down with it. And like you said, he hit that on premiere in a beautiful way. Yeah, Kenny sold it. I did not expect to see that. But what a way to kick off something new. Like, I can't yeah. believe, like, it took WWE how many years to have SmackDown be their second show? And how AEW just put out Rampage, right? And I think that, again, we don't know, right? It could be sponsorship. It could just be that, hey, listen, SmackDown goes from 8 to 10. We're going to take you from 10 to 11, but we're going to give you something different. They did it in about two years' time, and what a kickoff show that was, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we had another match on there, and it's hard because it was a quick show, so we can can jump through really quick. Uh, Fuego del Sol took on Miro, all right? Mm-hmm. God's favorite champion. Yes. <laughs> wow. I'll tell you this, though. I'm happy they dropped the whole the, the best man gimmick because that was shit. That was it. That was just. Um, this version of Miro is the best version of Miro. This is what so, we had his first run in WWE when he was, you know, undefeated as a crazy rush or whatever the hell he was. So, yeah, that was, you know. I love the Tornado DDTs. I love how Miro sold it, you know, and the crowd was behind it. The reactions were good. He ended up losing the match. If he would have won, he would have won an AEW contract. But his best friend, Sammy Guevara, had something up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. And I think for the very first time that we've seen Tony Khan on TV, I think they alluded to, uh, Tony Khan gave Sammy Guevara a contract to give Fuego del Sol a contract. So he may be one in 40, <laughs> but he, he, he is all elite. He's so. all elite, yep. It was a nice, it was a good feel good moment, right? Sometimes like you kind of need that. You need Miro, Miro. No one should be putting Miro down to be quite honest. No one should. So what way, what better way to get over both guys by having like kind of like a good, happy moment at the end, but you had Miro look like an absolute monster, Mm -hmm. but that worked out well. And speaking of a monster, Tommy, we're, we were in Bricksburg. Yeah. You're in DMD country. We were her hometown. Those terrible towels were waving in unison. Tommy, it was unbelievable to watch that. The crowd was hot the whole hour. They were absolutely on fire. Now, Britt Baker took on Red Velvet. Mm -hmm. You can say arguably Red Velvet's biggest moment so far in AEW was the mixed tag match that she had with um, Cody, Shaq, and Jade. Mm -hmm. This match did 100 times more, in my opinion, for Red Velvet than that match did. She looked good. Yeah, she had moves. She had good chemistry. She did lose, mm-hmm. but sometimes in defeat there are some victories. You can kind of say with good storytelling. 
It oh, seemed that Red Velvet, yeah, Red Velvet had like a little heelish thing to her, right, Tommy? Because she was in Pittsburgh. So, mm-hmm. um, what did you think about the match? Did you think? Did you agree with? I mean, let's don't agree with me if you don't. Did, how'd you feel about how Red Velvet came off the presentation and where she's at right now? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, I mean, you could take anyone. Like, like remember back in the day when you had, you know, Bret Hart when he turned against America, how he's the biggest heel here, but up in Canada he's a hero. That's kind of kind of feel I got from it, you know. I mean, you're in a, you're in Brit's hometown and everything. And true, she's working with a broken wrist or an injured wrist, which is yeah. Cool. I mean, good for her. I mean, you know, I hope you no know, nothing serious happens to her. But man, I mean, she's definitely the most <laughs> over of the women down there in the AEW right now. So good for her. But like I said, the whole thing at Velvet. I mean, you know, she's obviously coming along and everything. But the match couldn't be any better for me. You know, they put on a put on a good show and everything. And I don't think it's over between them two. I don't think so. I think it's going to keep going for, I don't know, maybe they do like a stipulation type match or something, but this is far for over for both of them. Well, I mean, listen, if you saw the end of the matches, I know you did. Our own very own resident alien, Chris Statlander, got involved. Mm-hmm. Um, things got a little bit physical. Chris Statlander in the match. And then we had a, now I'm not, Tommy, I can't lie and say I know who that was at the end. For some reason, I thought she like Becky Lynch from behind, so it's good shit. Yeah, like two I, I, seconds, I'm like, oh yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, that's like, yeah. A lot of people thought that, yeah. And I was like, oh, so I can't lie. I don't know who that was, She's and I watched it really movie, quick yeah. this She's morning. Like She's a British wrestler, I think, or something. I, I saw her too. I I just saw her real quick and everything, but yeah, it's just yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. I guess we'll have to we'll have to tune in to find out, but it looks like this storyline could kind of expand a little bit. It could look like Red Velvet and Chris Statlander could be kind of teaming up because Chris Statlander technically is now the number one contender okay. for the uh, for the for the AEW Women's Championship, you know, based on her record. So <laughs> maybe we might get a little tag match, you know, and stuff like that. But you know what? All in all, Tommy, I was very pleased with Rampage. I enjoyed it. It, it was a quick watch. It was an enjoyable watch. It gave me suspense. Three championship match on the first night. Now I know that can't happen every night, but what a way to kick off your show! I thought Jericho was great on commentary. I think Mark Henry is still trying to find his place a little bit because he had some interviews where he kind of flubbed on a couple of things. But I don't want to beat him up, right? Yeah. That no need to beat anyone up here. I think he's doing a good job. Great to see him on TV again. Um, you know, Taz is a professional. He's yeah. done this long enough, so we knew. At the end of the day, to be quite honest, I feel like Mark Henry could be more of like a backstage person and let Taz, Jericho, and Excalibur be the ones to call it if you really need. You know, I think it'd be the perfect three-man booth for the three of them at that point. But that's just my two cents, right? What do I know? I don't I don't know certain things, right? I'm just a fan. But anyway, Rampage was good. Uh, Tom, let's shift a little focus. Let's get to a little WWE. And we had a return after seven long weeks. The Viper. Mm-hmm. The Legend Killer. I won't say what else he's done because he's done some really hurtful things to some people that we love very dearly. So we're going to leave that behind. All right. But Randy Orton is back on raw yeah. with a mustache. Yes. Um, didn't really like the mustache too much. I'm not going to lie, but he's back and you had to figure riddle was close behind. And of course well, he was yeah. bro. Yeah. He's back. Right, do we get, do we get RK bro back? I don't know, but we did get an interruption from AJ styles and almost, and set up a match for Randy and AJ at the end of the night, which played out really well. But what I want to get into is that Randy Orton RKO'd Riddle. But Tommy, did you think he did it in a malicious way or did he do it in like a, you know, I'm checking you, but we're still bros. Yeah, I think it was like, yeah, like you mess around your buddies, you know, you, you, you know, you mess around, whatever, like like little brother type thing. You know, big brother always, you know, beats him up type thing. Because, I mean, I don't know if you caught it at the end, but I don't know if this is on purpose or he did it. But Riddle was smiling after that. Yeah. 
you see him on the, he's smiling. So, and you hear the commentators like, Oh, I think they're back. I think they're back. So, you know, it could have been just like a little play. I mean, like, you know, when he hits someone with an RKO and like, Oh my God, why do you do that for, you know, type of thing. The announcers didn't react like that. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's just, you know, a little playful thing, but we'll see, you know, tomorrow night and everything. If they saw off the show or at some point during the show, he comes out and says, Hey, you know, I was just messing around type thing. We'll see what happens. But no, I, I think that back, I think it was just like a stupid little thing he just did. Okay. Because to be honest, Tommy, I haven't been as interested in Randy Orton. I have nothing but respect, nothing but respect. But the most interested I've been in Randy Orton in the last couple of years was his RK bro stuff that he was doing. Oh, yeah. It's been great. I yeah. was yeah. over the top about it. So I really hope I know that he went away. And first, I don't even know why he went away for seven weeks. I, never, I still didn't. I still don't know. I still don't um, know that he just vacation or whatever. Yeah. Well, I wish I would have said something like, you know, you know, either play up a storyline about it or not. But he was gone for seven weeks anyway. Maybe they'll address it or not. But. The most interested I've been in Randy was RK bro stuff. So to be quite honest, I kind of hope that we continue going down this Avenue because that's, that was good. That worked. So we will see. But we know things um, don't go they work and they get rid of them. The hurt business to be exempt, but you know, Oh yeah. Up, but you know, whatever. Tommy, that wound hasn't healed. Has it? It hasn't. No, it has, it has not. not healed. Oh. Speaking of the hurt, speaking of the hurt business, go way to transition to the next thing. Tommy is Goldberg done because Lashley says he's next. Yeah. But last year also said, Goldberg, you're done. Yeah. Now, Goldberg's come back on the one-offs, mm-hmm. right? And it's been nice to see the big name, you know, the music hit, the sparklers. Uh, his son grew up. Holy yes, shit. He yes, he uh, he's, he's bigger than our own Nicky Noodles, which isn't really much of an accomplishment, <laughs> but it's still cool to call out. Um, you know, Goldberg has now kind of become like the enhancement. The enhancement legend, if you think about it. I know he did something really stupid a couple of years ago. We're not going to say that on the show because we don't put that bad juju out here. Yeah, but no. we'll move past that from our memories. We'll scratch it. But what he's kind of done lately has been sort of, you know, he lost to Braun Strowman mm-hmm. at uh, at WrestleMania. You know, he's, he's, he's lost, you know, more lately. He lost to Drew McIntyre. You have to think this lineup with, with Bobby Lashley, five minutes, six minutes max. Have some heavy moves, couple spears on both sides. You got to think Bobby Lashley's hands being raised. So Tommy, mm-hmm. I don't want to say this. No disrespect to a legend. I think I think Lashley's right. Goldberg is done. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like like you said, he's doing. He's definitely enhancing these talents, like the ones you just recapped and everything. But I mean, I hope, I pray he does not beat Lashley after what they've done with Lashley for the last five months. You know, build him up at his unbeatable monster you know basically destroying everybody and, and all and for goldberg to come in like for a five minute match and just win i pray it doesn't happen but hey WWE, we never know how the big guy's thinking unfortunately so i mean he he thinks you know maybe it's a good move to do that but i pray he doesn't but i mean as we know the match probably is not gonna be anything special i mean i don't think he's gonna put him in the hurt lock i think he'll just maybe like um mvp will definitely get involved type thing probably you know distract him and maybe spear some type of thing but i just i mean hopefully hopefully he is done but i don't think he is unfortunately yeah you know it's it's tough tommy right because like it's i love seeing a legend return right you never want to forget the past because the past is the reason you're here and we're enjoying we're enjoying today but sometimes i feel like you can use Goldberg in different capacities, right? Exactly. And again, I, it's hard not to compare WWE to AEW. It's going to be the comparison until the end of time, until one is gone or they're both gone or whatever the case, or we're gone. Yeah. <laughs> whatever happens first. Um, but the way I see the way Sting is being used, 
Couldn't it be more perfect. Exactly. Right? Yep. Yep. Little little physical confrontation here. Had a couple matches. Going to have his first match on Dynamite next week against 2.0, formerly known as Ever Rise in WWE. I mean, they're using him in a capacity. They had him on Rampage in the rafters. Yep. Dude, I got chills when I saw him in Darby in the rafters. Yep. It brought me back. It was cool. Why does Goldberg have to be physical in any appearance he has in WWE? You tell me you can't team him up with someone. You can't have him have like a little bit of a mini run, but not have to be not have to be in you know one a one payoff match with a couple raws here and there just to to promote it. Yeah. You can do it a little bit different, right? Because you're making Goldberg look weak. Exactly. Because I'll tell you right now, I don't believe for a fucking shot a shot of a doubt that he's gonna win on on and next next Saturday. I don't. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And you keep burying him. Doesn't make me feel good about. The legend of Goldberg. Yeah, no, yeah. So, I don't know how this one's going to play out. I don't think he needs to win. I hate. I'm going to hate to see him lose. And that's where this this doesn't make a lot of sense. And even for Lashley, it's not going to. I don't think he's going to do more for Lashley. I would have rather seen Keith Lee and Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. Exactly. And 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 let that be a 20 minute burner of a match. Absolutely. I would have held both of them. Absolutely. Exactly. That's, all can, that's all you can do. Exactly. It kills me. But you know what? Let's talk about something a little bit lighter. All right. The the most professional podcaster in the world called it yes, when did. I said, what I want to see in NXT is I want to see Dexter Loomis show up to Johnny Gargano's house with flowers. Check. Yeah. I want to see Dexter not say a word to Johnny and just convey his his manners through a look. Check. I want to see him take, take Indy out on a date. Check. I want Indy to allude to big conversations and things like that. Check. So long story short is if you listen back to last week's episode, I called it as I see it, as it should be said. And if they listen to me more, they'd have a better product. But Tommy, someone is listening yes, they because are. either I'm really good at my job or I should go play lotto because one or the other. Um, we had the quote unquote Dexter Loomis indie date. And having the shenanigans of Johnny and Candace the whole time and playing off of Dexter not speaking and Indy being this girl in love and wanted to be left alone. Tommy, I loved every moment of it. It was hysterical. He dressed up as the waiter with the mustache and the cake in Dexter's face and Candace getting caught and the no looks. Tommy. How'd you feel watching it? Did you love it as much as I did? Oh, absolutely. I mean, what they've been doing for the last, I feel like it's been since the winter they started this whole romantic angle with those two. It's Everything's been great, you know, with her passing out and he carrying a bag and then she looks back at the camera and winks and all that. That was great. You know, everything, everything has, has worked with this angle for me, especially. And just to top it off with last week, you know, they're at the restaurant and, you know, Johnny's just being, you know, pretending he's the waiter. He goes, oh, no, I'm the waiter. This is my kick and all this type of, you know, it was just, he can't make it any better down there with NXT. It's been so good for that. And I'm curious to see where they go from here. Do they go on another day? Do they do something else? We'll, we'll see what happens, but it's can't, can't be any better. I do hope they play it up a little bit more. I don't want this just to be a quick little one-off. I think they can kind of play into this a little bit more because I think what would be fun is like to almost see like, and I'm here's another one. I'm going to throw this out there. Have Johnny and Dexter be a part of some sort of counseling to help bring them together, right? Some sort of way to like, you know how how like at work they try to like do these like little um, group exercises to kind of bring people closer, Mm -hmm. whether it be like sharing and playing games and stories, icebreakers. I'd like to see that be the next version of this angle where Indy wants Johnny to truly give Dexter a chance 
and they use some sort of like, you know, binder of different um, activities to be able to try to get them together, ending with some sort of like therapy session where they don't show us off camera, but they show on camera like Johnny's reaction and like he heard Dexter talk for the first time, but we don't hear it. Yeah. And him almost be like, oh my God, you won't shut up. Like yeah, exactly. there's something yeah. funny like that. I would yeah. love it. So I'm going to put that out there right now in the universe. Let's see if I can do it again, Tommy. And hopefully the therapist or whatever is Dr. Shelby. That'd be awesome. Dr. Right? Shelby. I would love that. Great callback. That yeah. would be some nice storytelling, Tommy. I like that. That'd be awesome. See if they bring him back. Hell yeah. That would be great. Um, we got, we got to see Ted DiBiase this week again mm-hmm. on NXT. And it looks like, and Tommy, I'm a little bit disappointed in the, how quick this happened. Mm-hmm. I know the payoff has to be quote unquote um, Grimes and an LA Knight having another match where Grimes ends up going away with the million dollar championship. I get it. But doesn't it feel a little too soon? Mm. Like didn't it feel like so rushed so quick. We only had like where he was the Butler for two weeks and now we're already getting the final payoff, right? We're getting that, that final match probably because the stipulation is if Grimes loses, Grimes is no more the Butler. Ted DiBiase is. Um, I felt the promo in the ring wasn't as well done. I felt like they were all doing their best to try to figure out what to do. It felt very clunky, in my opinion. I wasn't very over the top about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed that they're going to pay this off this quickly because Grimes is not going to be the butler anymore. And if he loses, he's done. And Ted Ted DiBiase is in there. But then do you want him to continue to try to get DiBiase? You know what I mean? Like it just, I don't know. It just, it feels a little bit off to me. I don't know if you feel that way. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, because we know Teddy Biasi, I mean, unless he signed a new deal, I don't think he has. I don't think he's going to be on NXT every week being his butler. You know what I mean? So we kind of yeah. feel like, oh, you know, who knows, you know, if, if that's the case. But who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe just last a week or whatever. But, like, I don't think I don't think he's going to be there that long. So, I mean, most likely Cameron Grimes will win it. And, I mean, it would be pretty cool, you know, a take, you know, take over and see that happen. But, like you said, definitely definitely feels rushed. I'll, I'll definitely agree with that. So, you know, yeah. but maybe they come up with something. Who knows? You know, it is NXT, so I'm not I'm not giving, you know, my faith isn't shaking with them yet. So, if right. they have one little clunky thing happen here and there, hey, it happens. So Right. And I agree with you, Tommy. I, I have my faith, but I just, I don't know. I feel like they're trying to get this storyline over with when I'm like, kind of like, watch, I'm like, they're trying to finish this quick. It just feels that way to my me. But you know what? Again, I'm just talking out loud, just sharing what I'm feeling. Um, we had the very first time of Ilya Dragunov mm-hmm. from NXT UK on our USA television. Um, you know, Pete Dunn came out, and I didn't think the interaction was over the top. I didn't really enjoy it too much. I'm not trying to shit on NXT. You know, I love it very much, but I didn't really like enjoy it. So I was very much like, eh, but what I did enjoy was that main event. That main event was a takeover quality match. Those two guys are good. They are really good. Like when I say like I was on the edge of my seat the whole time watching this match, they're Matt grappling, they're hard hitting, they're fast paced, their chemistry was fantastic. Pete Dunn, if you aren't a fan of him, just watching continue to be an absolute professional every every match he's in. And if you haven't had a chance to watch um, Ilya Dragunov on NXT UK often, because it's like at 3 o'clock, like on, I forgot what day of the week is, on Peacock, it's tough to watch yeah, so yeah. much more wrestling. And now we have Rampage. We have to watch another hour of wrestling. Yay. <laughs> um, you know, not that I don't love it. Yeah. We love it. But it sometimes can be a lot. Weeks go by quick. Not enough time in the week. But exactly. 
that main event was great. And let me tell you, I did not believe that Pete Dunne was going to win. He did win. Yeah. Which leads me to believe that he'll have some sort of future shot at whoever the NXT UK champion will be after NXT takeover coming up, um, where Ilya Dragunov will take on Walter. And Walter got there, and he showed up, mm-hmm. and he showed out, and yes, got physical. Yes, yeah. That guy is an absolute monster. He just—he really is. I mean, just—I mean, you can put him in any kind of match, and the guy will deliver. It's—he's just unbelievable how good of a wrestler that guy is. And just—he really has to talk, but his his wrestling talks for him. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. Which yeah. is awesome. So that's what, that's what I like about it. And I think that match at Takeover—that might be the number one match of the night. I mean, the one they had months ago. Over in the UK, I mean, holy shit, that match, that's still one of the best matches I think I've ever seen in like the last 10 years. It's so good. Yeah. It's it's crazy when they're like, there's, you have like these people that you don't see in your TV like at all, you know, so often because we have so much other programming to watch when it comes to wrestling. But like you have, you have this guy like Walter who should be like almost like the MVP of the European circuit right now. And when I say circuit, I'm just saying like, you know, you know, European type wrestling, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, he should be the MVP. Like you said, Tommy, he is an absolute throwback. He's a hard hitter. He's fast paced. He can wrestle big. He can wrestle small. I I just can't believe that someone like him has been like this almost. And like I said, I don't want to call him a hidden gem, but because he's not on your TV, probably as frequently as he is on some others pay attention. Exactly. Enjoy this match when it's on there. It's going to be absolute fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much to finish off NXT, um, we had the, I guess, the culmination of the undisputed finale. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two out of three falls. First match, traditional, straight up. Let's do this thing. Second match, street fight. Mm-hmm. Listen, we've loved the physicality of these two. We've seen on replay the, the suplex onto the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen them both do it to each other. We've seen them get physical. Um, if they get past, if it goes up being one, one, the final match will be a steel cage match. Regal wants this done. Mm-hmm. This is being billed as the undisputed finale. This will be the finale. Yep. Okay. In my opinion, this will be Adam Cole's swan song wherever yep. he ends up going. But where I think he's not going to be, and this is going to hurt Tommy, I'm sorry to say it, is NXT. Yep. No, he's not. Ever. So um, I I know we've had so many great interactions with Cole and O'Reilly um, over the months. I wasn't so sold on this interaction, to be quite honest. I didn't feel like it, it added much more to the storyline than is already there. Mm-hmm. Not that it wasn't needed. I just didn't feel like it. Sometimes, you, sometimes some interactions like put something else over the top for me. It just didn't. Um, I know it's like I'm, I'm a downer about NXT this week. I'm not trying to be, but I just, you know, just throwing it out there. But what I am all for is this two out of three falls match. This undisputed finale has to be the biggest, has to be big because this is it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see Cole and O'Reilly and NXT, you know, versing each other ever again. I will put my stamp on it. It will not happen ever again. And if I'm wrong, I will apologize to Nikki Noodles on air <laughs> and tell him that um, he is the greatest softball player I've ever seen play. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. And if you can see my face, only Tommy can and my dog can. I'm being facetious. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was NXT. Mm-hmm. But uh Tommy, there's a couple things that happened on SmackDown that we hard we hard not to speak about. Mm-hmm. Um, one being we have a brand new IC champion, the new intercontinental champion, King Nakamura. Yeah, very cool. 
Uh, very cool. It's nice to get some title changes here and there. It kind of keeps things fresh because we know when you watch shows and especially the WWE product, when you feel like you're just like, all right, can't wait for it to be over. Can't wait for it to be over. You kind of get a title change. It's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Um, we have a title. We have a title signing between Bianca and Sasha, which arguably, in my opinion, stole WrestleMania. That oh, yeah. was a special, special match, that match. I loved it. And it's smart of them to try to capitalize again, right? Do it again. Big crowd, Las Vegas. Smart. Yep. Smart. And to be quite honest, I think Sasha takes it. I think so, too. Yeah, I really do. And that's why I think it's going to be a good match to watch because then you'll be tied up at 1-1. So that's going to be a lot of fun. What I really want to get to, Tommy, really want to get to, was that absolute tear the house down, burn it down, lunatic fringe type promo we got between Roman Reigns and John Cena. Tommy, I give this segment an absolute A+. Plus. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, Tommy, I know you live for this stuff, so I want to give it to you. They went off for like almost a half an hour. It, felt it, was, like. it was a long time. Was, but, Tommy, I mean, they hit on some points. So, I mean, share with me how you felt watching this thing. I know you were probably geeking out on the corner of your chair like, dude, are they going this? Are you? Are they doing this? They said Dean Ambrose's name. <gasps> they said Nikki Bella. They said Nikki Bella. What? Yeah. So that was. I mean, Roman brought that up. You know, oh, didn't work for Nikki Bella. I was like, oh shit, okay. And they go, they're going very personal with these promos. So it was very cool. I mean, it just it's adding to the you know the excitement of this match. And me, I mean, just hold when it, Roman was doing that, and then. You know, Cena's like, you know, pointing to Heyman. He goes, he knows how much I could take. You know, I basically built Suplex City and from SummerSlam years ago. Yes, he did. He's, 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 besides Lesnar, he's the architect of Suplex City. So all those Suplexes he took, but man, when he's calling out, you know, you destroyed, you almost destroyed Rollins. You ran Dean Ambrose out. I was like, holy shit. And you can see the crowd got into it too. And yeah. Woman just laughed, smiled and stuff. It was just, but man, they just, from um, Cena, man. All these guys can still cut a promo. I mean, it's just unbelievable, and I really cannot wait for this match now. After that, I mean, I was I was happy for it, and I was you know it's gonna happen. But after this promo, man, this is just gonna go right to the top for me. It was so good, Tommy. It's crazy, right? You have, and I like the way Michael Cole, Michael Cole builds it. You have the greatest of all time versus the greatest of this time. Mm-hmm. I love that billing. Like yeah. that is so well said, and I know it's hard for people, right? Because you 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 either love Cena, you hate him, but you gotta respect him, right? Wow. Let's go, Cena. Cena sucks, yeah. but Cena needs to be respected because a guy who can go away for as long as he did, come back. No one talks like he does on the mic, yeah. right? We've seen some great people cut promos, right? We know that Eddie Kingston cuts a good promo. We know some of these other guys cut some promos. MJF cuts a promo, yeah. right? Seth Rollins, Edge. Miz. Adam Cole, Miz, like they cut promos, but when Cena speaks, like you got to like listen, like a pin's going to drop eh? because he can say whatever he wants with zero mm-hmm. repercussions, zero, mm-hmm. right? Eh? There's only a couple that can yeah, exactly. Cena, rock Austin. Mm-hmm. And we're not seeing rock and, 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 and stone cold anytime soon. Nope. So Cena is the only Cena is the untouchable one. Mm-hmm. And I think deserve it. And so I cannot wait to watch this match at SummerSlam. I hope it goes 25 minutes. I hope they give us everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I think they will. So, I mean, like I said before, certain promos help really elevate the match more. The star, the names and the star power alone, like you said, Tommy, this promo put it 
over the top. Absolutely. I yeah, can't wait. Did. I cannot yeah. wait when I tell you. Um, Tommy, it's funny, right? We we write down some stuff to talk about. We talk about it. Just you and I having a good, friendly conversation, like where the boys are just catching up and chilling. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you don't have when you have Nick's nonsense and his buffoonery, <laughs> we don't have Joey and his and his silly antics. We get through the stuff. Yeah. We talk about it. We get through it. We share the opinions. Hey, we're the professionals here. We know. We, we are know. the professionals. All right. We play with the pinstripes on our jerseys. Exactly. Not like the schmoes. I'm just kidding. Um, listen, Tommy, this was a lot of fun. We cannot end the show, of course, without our MVPs. Um, it's only you and I. Yeah. I mean, I could go first if you want to go first. You can go first. It's fine. All right. My MVP this week is Christian Cage. Okay. okay. He's the first one to beat Kenny Omega one-on-one in a very long time. In a very long time. And he is now the new Impact Champion. Um, which is absolutely wild to me. Um, thought you wouldn't see it. You did. You didn't think he was going to wrestle again. He has. Think he's going to win a championship. He has. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to face Kenny Omega at all out for the AEW championship. I don't think he's winning that match. I don't think so. Yeah, for now, this week, Christian, Christian Cage, the new impact champion. You are my MVP. I'm gonna I mean, go. I mean, since we just talked about it, I gotta go with that promo between Roman and Cena, man. I mean, just how could you not? Yeah, just so good. I mean, they and the best thing about this whole thing, they're not getting physical. It's all been verbal this whole time, and not getting Don't physical. Don't touch each other. Yeah, exactly. It's been so when it gets to SummerSlam next week, man, it's just gonna just blow up, and I cannot wait for it. So that promo, like I said, definitely. The, I mean, and I forgot the part of the promo where he's like, "Maybe I'll blow you a kiss when I run out of the crowd." I'm like, "Holy shit!" So that was so dude, good. You can't, you know, he's just so good right now. So, absolutely, yeah, absolutely good. amazing. I couldn't agree with you more, Tommy. Absolutely amazing. Um, completely fair. I mean, it set it set the wrestling. You know, it set it set one of the you know one of the storylines ablaze. If mm-hmm. you want to say, um, and what better way than to uh, have it at the biggest party of the summer, right? Exactly. SummerSlam, Las Vegas next Saturday. Yes, it's right around the corner. So super exciting for it. We have some great matches coming up. We'll of course give our predictions in next week's show of who we think is going to win and lose at SummerSlam. Um, God willing, Tommy and I get some great points for mm-hmm. the paper champion. That'd be nice. And Joey, you know, he squanders a little bit with his, you know, BS Vince Russo type booking that he likes to do sometimes. His fairy tale booking that Joey likes, but um, we'll see. Um, but Tommy, mm-hmm. it was a blast doing this with you, my friend. I love Good. shooting the shit with my boy. Um, you know, it's we, you know, it's only about little time every week that we get to do this. So I enjoy every moment of it. So I appreciate the time today doing this. Absolutely. Um, But as always, you know, if you want to listen to us, Apple podcast, leave a review, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be found. That's where we are. If you want to interact with us on social media, Joey's very active. Yes, he is. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook at WrestleBuzz, Facebook at WrestleBuzz, Twitter at WrestleBuzz with three Z's. Everybody. Stay safe. Watch pro wrestling. Until next time.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.